Hello and welcome back to the Modern Court Reporter podcast where we discuss all things court reporting. As always, I'm Dan Malgren. And I'm Darlene Williams. In today's episode, we're again joined by Mary Beth Everhart. As a reminder, Mary Beth began reporting in 1980 and writing real-time in 1992. Her background includes being a freelance reporter in the Baltimore, Washington area, an official reporter in Australia. She's managed large freelance reporting firms and has taught at all levels of court reporting. Mary Beth joins us as the National Marketing Manager for Real-Time Coach, where she's been since 2006, working closely with reporting schools, firms, and court systems to improve skills for students and working reporters. Welcome, Mary Beth. We're excited to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. I am also very excited to welcome Mary Beth back to our podcast. In case you missed our previous interview with Mary Beth, you'll want to go back and check it out. It's about all things Real-Time Coach. Mary Beth was gracious enough to share lots of valuable information about the program, and I'm sure there's something there for everyone. Today, however, Mary Beth joins us to talk about something that affects most students and working reporters, whether occasionally or habitually, and that is test anxiety. Let's start first, Mary Beth, with what is test anxiety? That's a great question, um, and we've all experienced it. Uh, in one form or another, but test anxiety or performance anxiety really is just um, a negative reaction to the experience that affects your um, performance or the outcome. Um, For some people, it's manifested um, very dramatically with um, impaired breathing, um, you know, rapid heartbeat. Um, Some of us just, you know, get butterflies when we take a test. Um, But um, yeah, some of us react very severely. And we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. I know I definitely suffered from test anxiety throughout college and a bit of performance anxiety just on this podcast alone, (laughs) speaking to all these people. Um, Are there there any specific triggers uh, for those who suffer from test anxiety? Yeah, Dan, there are a lot of different triggers, but I think for reporters, the most common trigger is one little phrase. Um, It's two words. I think it's 10 syllables. uh, And that is, ready, begin. Uh, You will actually see having uh, proctored some tests well before the online testing began. um, I've seen all kinds of reactions to that phrase, one of them quite severe, uh, where the reporter, and this is typically what you hear in a room, if everybody's in a room together, after the very calm uh, phrase ready begin you'll hear <gasps> and then everybody holds their breath and actually um, one time about three and a half minutes into the test uh, somebody held her breath just a little too long and toppled out of the chair Goodness. yeah and you want to see how vicious court reporters can be they're looking at her like yeah it's your problem not mine I'm <laughs> gonna keep writing so <laughs> but yeah it's ready begin I think even when you said ready, begin, I I felt myself stop breathing for a moment. (laughs) I'm not even taking a test here. It just seized up a little bit, didn't it? Well, I know that you've given many presentations over the years on this topic of test anxiety, and I've heard your presentations firsthand. So let me offer you the stage here to share with us how you can kick test anxiety to the curb and be productive in our testing environments. All right. 
Well, I am happy to uh, to uh, launch into this subject. As I said to you, it's one of my favorite topics. And, um, you know, I think the first thing that always comes to mind when you're going to take a test, and we, we hear this um, often, and, and frankly, if you do any research on test anxiety, one of the most common things um, or pieces of advice is to practice. And you often hear practice, practice, practice. Um, it's kind of like, you know, selling real estate, location, location, location. Um, but I don't think it's as simple as just practice, practice, practice. I, I don't think that's enough advice. Um, to me, just sitting in front of the machine and kind of slapping at the keys um, is practicing blindly. Um, you're not really accomplishing anything unless, first of all, you grade your effort and you get some feedback. Now, if you're a real-time coach user, you get that feedback every single time you write a practice material or a practice test. So, Grading your output is important because if you don't know where you're going wrong, you can't fix it. And what's going to happen is you're likely to make the same or similar uh, mistakes on a test. And, you know, I hear people with regularity complain about the cost of testing. Well, if you don't want to keep paying for a test, then practice or prepare for it properly so that yeah. you only have to pay NCRA one time and you pass the test. And then if you want to pay for another certification, that's fine. So good practice, proper practice, get that feedback. That really helps. Um, because again, if you don't know where you're going wrong, you know, you can't fix it if you don't know it's broke is what it amounts to. Um, another thing about practice that's really important, and it's as important for online testing, um, probably even more so than it was for um on ground testing, when we all slept our equipment and went, you know, went to one place on a Saturday morning, what you want to do is practice at the same time of day that you intend to test. This accomplishes two things. One, it gets your body comfortable with that process at that time of day. It's not shocked on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. when, again, you're schlepping your equipment somewhere to, to, uh, to take a test when you're not used to doing that on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. So whatever day and time you you intend to test, practice that day, practice that time, and especially that time of day. So it prepares your body for it, number one, but also because you're testing online, you're also testing your internet speed, your bandwidth. Certain times of day are busier than others. And actually now, it's not, that's not quite the case now during this pandemic. You know, it used to be that you could almost gauge your bandwidth by the time of day, three o'clock in the afternoon when all the kids are getting off the bus and they're jumping online and they're streaming things and playing games. You could almost see the bandwidth shrink. Well, now the entire world's online all the time, aren't we? So yes. practicing and testing the same time of day, it's really important. Um, so it, it does, it tests that bandwidth as well as prepares uh, your body. One of the other things that um, seems self-evident to me, but apparently is not, is that you should practice using the same equipment that you plan to test on. Now, Darlene, does that seem self-evident to you? It does. It does. Dan, how about you? Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, I have had reporters say, 
I got a brand new computer and I went to take my test and not everything worked. Oh dear. Well, who told you to do that? <laughs> um, so it, it really, again, it seems self-evident, but, but practice with the same equipment. That's what you're going to be comfortable with. Don't introduce anything new on test day. If you haven't been practicing with it, then don't use it. Wait for your new, to use your new toy after you've taken your uh, test. The other thing that I think is really important is that you practice all parts of the test. So one of the things about online testing is you're now attaching or uploading files as you progress through the test. When you register for a test, whether it's NCRA, whether it's the California uh, CSR, the Texas CSR, you get free access to practice tests in real-time coach. And the point of those practice tests is not the skills part of it. We want you to practice the process. So after you listen to the test and you write it, you have to upload your steno notes. Do you know how to do that? You need to practice that part. You need to practice uploading your transcript, which is next. There's a third step, which is to copy your text in your CAT software and paste it into Real-Time Coach. You want to practice those parts until you're really, really comfortable with them. You also want to time yourself because you have limited time, whether it's for transcription or real time, to complete those steps. So if you're not timing yourself, you don't know whether you're going to get it done in a timely fashion or not. You're just guessing. So all of those things are important. Um, you also want to know... Um, and this is one I often forget to throw in, and it just dawned on me, so I'm glad it did, because I would get to the end of this podcast and have forgotten it. You want to know what um, NCRA is grading for. What are they looking for? How are they grading these tests? And there um, are two documents on the NCRA.org site that are called, What is an Error? And they're slightly different. The transcription tests are slightly different than the real-time tests. So know what the errors are. So you know what um, to look for. You know what to even maybe set up a format for in your CAT software. If uh, NCRA grades numbers a little bit differently than you currently have them translated, you can have a format in your CAT software that's nothing but NCRA testing and that has your um, output set to their testing guidelines. So know all parts of the test practice all parts of the test and practice uh, the same time of, of day um, and the same day of the week as well. Um, other things that I think are pretty straightforward, um, you know, one of the things they often um, suggest if you have any kind of anxiety is to limit caffeine and, and sugar um, on the day of testing. I got to be honest, I drink coffee all day long. If I didn't drink coffee the morning of taking a test, I would definitely not pass the test. A little more anxiety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would, I would crash and burn if I didn't have um didn't have my coffee, even if it's decaf, it doesn't matter. It's got to be there in front of me. So, um, and you know, I think that brings up a good point. Again, a lot of, and I've done tons of research on test anxiety and a lot of, um, a lot of the research and the recommendations are built around our diet. And look, I get that we should all get a good night's sleep the night before and that, you know, we should, 
you know, we should limit caffeine and we should limit alcohol and we should eat, you know, a balanced diet, all of the things that everybody's always telling us, but don't change your diet on test day from what your normal diet is, because that can wreak havoc with your body as well. So sort of go about your business the way you always have, because the more, um, the more that test day is the same as every other day, the calmer your body will be, the better it will react. So you're not going to have me on a high horse about changing your diet and getting lots of exercise. We all know we're supposed to do that. And can I share, um, this is a little off topic, but um, Darlene, can I share a meme that I saw on Facebook recently? Oh, absolutely. So it essentially said this, um, you can get lots of rest, lots of exercise, drink lots of water, and you're gonna, you're still going to die, so open the wine. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying is we've all been told the things that we're supposed to do that are good for us, but don't make drastic changes right up, uh, leading right up to test day or the day of the test. You know, don't shock your body into <laughs> suddenly trying to be um, healthy. Um, if you do find that you really do struggle from test anxiety, you get yourself really worked up, try to do something, though, beforehand to take your mind off it. You know, it, go for a walk. If you're a runner, go for a run, yoga, you know, walk the dog, anything that, you know, will, will help uh, bring down that anxiety um, a little bit. Um, obviously, one of the things to focus on is not what could go wrong when you're taking the test, but focus on positive stuff. And so this is probably a, a, a good time to segue into that um, ready begin phrase that we talked about. You know, I joke a lot about that phrase and how people react to it, but it is a serious matter and it is the biggest trigger um, when it comes to reporters and, and taking um, certification exams. So I wanna give you two tips the first is an easy one, and you won't really have to practice this. You can just immediately implement this. And the second one will take some practice. So the first is when you hear the phrase, ready, begin, repeat something positive to yourself. You know, I'm ready, I rock, let's go. Short and sweet, because you only have about three seconds before the test actually begins. Um, so you don't have time for a full paragraph of affirmation here. It's just short and sweet. Ready, begin, let's go, I rock, keep it positive. If you wanna say the same thing every time, that's fine. If you wanna change it up every time, I don't care so long as it's positive and not negative. And before I tell you the second, let me add that in Real Time Coach, every single exercise begins with that phrase. So we want you to hear it again and again and again, practice this positive response to it so every time you're practicing, you hear ready begin, you start to condition your body to react positively, not negatively. And I'll go into just a, a little more detail there. Um, when you do something like that, so you repeat positive phrases instead of having a negative reaction, what you're doing is modifying the neural pathways that you've created associated with this phrase. So we actually, and this for most of us started in reporting school, when we heard, you know, that phrase, which was often at the beginning of our practice material, 
we would hear that phrase and have a negative reaction. Well, every time we have a negative reaction, our neural pathways start to grow. So they start out as, think of it uh, like a little footpath. And then but by the time you get to a certification exam, you've got a super highway of negative thoughts related to that one phrase. Believe it or not, we were not born fearing the phrase, ready, begin. We learned that behavior from typically from other court reporting students. We see how other people get nervous and then we think, oh, well, if they're nervous, I should be nervous. So we've built this, you know, crazy super highway of fear related to that phrase. So what we're trying to do is shrink that negative reaction back down to that little footpath and build up our positive reaction to that super highway. So you want to repeat something positive to yourself. But the second thing takes a little more practice. And this is where um, if you're using real-time coach, you hear that phrase every time. So that's great. You can use that. If you don't use real-time coach, repeat ready begin to yourself before you start practicing whatever it is you're going to practice. And here's what you're going to do. Remember I said earlier that um, people, when they hear that phrase, they just sort of <gasps> suck in the air and then they hold their breath. Mm-hmm. We're going to control our breathing. By that, what I mean is when you hear ready, you inhale. When you hear begin, exhale, repeat that positive phrase, and then by then your three seconds are up and you'll start writing. So ready, inhale, begin, exhale, let's go, I rock, whatever, and start writing. The reason you're going to do that is because your body can't hold an exhale. We can suck in our breath and we can hold it for quite a while, several minutes, Um, But what happens is when we're holding our breath, our body starts to react, doesn't it? You get really tense. It usually starts in your neck and then it goes to your shoulders and it works its way down. When you hold your breath, your body starts to panic. And panic is not good for testing, especially for court reporters. So if you inhale at ready and you exhale at begin, you can't hold an exhale. Your body will automatically start to breathe. So remember that. Practice it because it's not something that comes naturally. Ready, inhale, begin, exhale, let's go and start your practice. Does that kind of make sense to to you guys, Dan and Darlene? I love it. Positive affirmations and breathing exercises. I love it. I'm all for it. I think it is just absolutely the most sound advice I've ever heard. And I hope that our listeners will play this podcast over and over again until they get into that routine of that positive reinforcement. And I I hope that that gets them over those hurdles. There's, I've shared this story with many people, but when I sat for my first um, licensing exam for California, um, actually it was Nevada. I sat for that one first. Um, Many people asked me, aren't you nervous about taking the test? And I said, no, I'm not nervous because every day that I go out on this job is a test and I need to have my mind ready when those people walk into the room and sit down that the minute they start speaking, my test has already begun and I don't get a chance to say, oh, time out, I got to start again, or I can do that again tomorrow and I'll be okay. Um, 
it's not like that in the real world. And so I just always try to encourage people that think of, of that test, that speed that you're working on right now as going into your job, because every day that you sit down to that machine and you swear in a witness is a test and you need to be ready for everything that comes your way. That's a great story. That's absolutely true. Uh, so being cognizant of it being a pandemic, you know, lots of people are taking tests at home um, and that is likely to continue for a while at least. Um, do you have any tips or recommendations about what you can do in your home to keep it distraction free, things that can help you, you know, lower that anxiety while while you're working in, in you know, where you live? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, Dan, because, um, you know, even even pre-pandemic, you know, we've been taking certification exams online and a lot of schools, you know, have been uh, strictly online for a while. So the pandemic just exacerbated that. Um, but if you are taking a test from home, and that really is your best environment, some people will go to their office um, to take a test, but whatever the environment, there are a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, you want to schedule that test on a day and time that you can control your environment. So, you know, maybe it's a day and time when you're going to um, have your spouse or significant other take the kids and, you know, go to the park, get everybody out of the house. Um, you want to do things like put a note on the door um, at the doorbell so nobody rings the bell. You know, Amazon, UPS, FedEx, nobody's coming to the door. You know, put a sign up there under penalty of death, ring this bell. Um, you know, control, again, control the environment. So we talked about practicing at on the day and especially at the time that you plan to test because of bandwidth, but also do it at a on a day and time that you can control what's going on in your house. You know, you frankly don't want to be testing um, the same time of day when your kids are doing online classes and you know that they've got a test because they're probably going to be a little anxious and anxiety is contagious. You, you'll be feeding off each other. Absolutely. So, yeah. So try, you know, to um, I guess the best advice is to choose the day and time when you have the most control over your um, physical environment. Um, if, you know, if you've got the spouse taking the kids out, take the pets as well. Um, you know, if you have, some people like, um, like to have their dogs, their pets close. Now I have done a lot of, um, I did a lot of beta testing for the online process before we launched. And I can't tell you how many beta tests I took with my dog under the desk. <laughs> uh, I actually had a proctor. Um, one of the things you do is a 200, um, 200, 360 degree uh, pan of the room. So they can make sure there's nobody else in the room with you. And I had one proctor ask me to turn my camera back to the left and then to angle it down so he could see under my desk. And he said, is that a dog under there? <laughs> um, and it turns out there's no rule against your pets being in the room with you. <laughs> However, if you have cats, do mm -hmm. you want your cat or cats in the room at the same time you're testing? I don't think so. I don't think so either because, you know, cats, I mean, they will just, they're just going to jump on your machine. They may never have done that in their entire life, but the day you're testing, they're going to pounce on your machine, on your head, on your computer. Um, so, yeah, get 
everything out of the room and uh, just control that environment as, as much as possible. Well, by that token, I hope that our listeners will take these suggestions and find themselves moving forward instead of paralyzed by their anxieties. And I can't thank you enough, Mary Beth, for sharing this information with us and encouraging our, our listeners, students and working reporters, that there is an avenue to correct this path and that, you know, focusing on that can only provide them with positive feedback and steps forward, which is what we always always strive to do. So I want to thank you again for spending time with us. And I know that I can extend that thank you from our listeners. And once again, I hope that they will take multiple opportunities to play this back and and really take your advice to heart. And I think they'll all be pleasantly surprised with how quickly they can pass that next test. Well, I hope that they do. And uh, I hope that when they do, they'll let me know that they did because I I love to hear uh, when people pass tests. It's all good. It's good for all of us. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mary Beth. uh, And thank you, listeners. That's all the time we have for today. But we look forward to seeing you the next time on The Modern Court Reporter. (laughs) 